I'm John Caldera, president of Independence Institute. My son has Down syndrome, and his life is so much better than those like him in any generation before because of the tireless work of heroes like Michelle C. Witten, founder of the Global Down Syndrome Foundation. If you know someone with Alzheimer's or cancer, you'll be interested in this conversation. This is the audio version of our television show, Devil's Advocate. You can watch that program by going to youtube.com and searching for our channel, IITV, which stands for Independence Institute TV, or just go to thinkfreedom.org. You're gonna love this discussion. You know those overachievers in high school that make you look really bad? They don't get better when they get older. They turn into Michelle C. Witten, who just makes you look bad in life. Oh, how are you? It's good to see you again. Oh my gosh, I didn't go to high school with you. I'm, no. not, that, I'm not that old. No, no, <laughs> but, no, but sorry. Right, so this is the difference. Both you and yes. I had a child with Down syndrome. Yes, we did. Okay. Not together. Not but together. Yes, yes, yes. Although, yeah, if you're interested, yeah. we could talk later. <laughs> So when chance came along in my life, I reacted like any good man would. I had a deep depression, freaked out, uh, became a bad husband and father. I had a hard time dealing with the reality of the situation. Uh, it took me a long time to come to grips with reality. Um, I finally dug myself out of it and became- uh, Super dad. Uh, became super dad. Um, and um, uh, it's been the best thing in my life. You, however, yes. said, hmm, what should I do? I think for Sophia, I should become super mom right away. Oh, and by the way, maybe I ought to go save the other millions and millions of people with Down syndrome. So you created the, uh, um, uh, the C uh, Center and you created the Global Down uh, Syndrome uh, Foundation and you have this gala and you make all the rest of us look bad. Uh, and you save all these children with Down syndrome. Yeah. So thank you for making me look like a terrible man. Oh my gosh, no, you look like a great man and it takes a village and it's me and like hundreds of other people working on this every day. No, really, what you have done yes. has just been so amazing. And because, I mean, I've been going through this process mm -hmm. and I've seen as you built this yeah. thing out of, well, nothing. And now it's this huge, amazing organization that really does span the globe. And so for me watching this and seeing my son Chance when yeah. I go to, to Children's Hospital, and I remember, oh, God, I was such a mess, I was such a wreck. So he's about a month old, and we go to the old Children's Hospital, mm -hmm. which for me was just a torture chamber. Yeah. It's where I, I lost my, my, my first child. And uh, we go in for heart surgery, as many, kids who have Down syndrome do. Yep. And uh, he's uh, like six weeks old, maybe three weeks old, I forget, because it's all just a horrific blur. Right. And it, it, the place was just awful and dingy and just uh, cluttered. It's beautiful now. Now it's on, on the Anschutz Center, which is gorgeous. gorgeous. The building is gorgeous. Yeah. Inside it's the C oh, Center. Yeah. And he goes in and he's part of the, the machinery you've created yeah. to to help all these people with Down syndrome. Yeah. And so we're part of this and mm -hmm. I'm grateful. Chance is grateful. Yeah. And so um, I'm, I'm glad you had your stuff together 
when I didn't. So I, I just want to thank you. Know, you know, I, I went through a little arc. I just went through it really quickly. And, uh, <laughs> you know, same, same cycle, just very quickly. Um, and then, you know, timing-wise, uh, my parents were retiring from the cable TV industry. So it was just like a perfect storm for me and my family. And, you know, fortunately for the great partners at the Entrance Medical Campus, yeah. uh, Children's Hospital Colorado, and the University of Colorado Boulder. Yeah. And pardon yeah. me for just taking off on for yeah. a second, but I reacted poorly. Yes. And I, I, a lot I, of people I made up for do. It. I mean, yeah, but, you know, but if like, not for you, not yeah. for your parents, if not for the Anschutz, if mm -hmm. not for all these other folks, people who are going through it now, yeah. I don't think would have the resources. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think about it now, and, and we go to this beautiful children's hospital in the Anschutz sure. campus. We go to the C Center, we mm -hmm. go to all these places, and it's like, oh, I'm so grateful. Other yeah. people thought about this and have gone through this, yeah. so I don't have to lose another child. Yeah. And oh my that's, gosh. That, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And, and oh, I that, just did it. I just touched my. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, microphone. But yeah, no. <laughs> right. it, but that's just, what we want to avoid. So, I mean, we get, want to save life, improve life, elongate life, <laughs> right? And especially those medical outcomes, because I think what's happened is in the 1980s, the lifespan for our children was about 28 years old. And then when Sophia was born, she's 19, just a year older than your son Chance, um, it was about 50. Today it's about 60, although we have to work on African-American blacks with Down syndrome where their lifespan seems to be much truncated in 36. So we're, we're moving the needle, right? We're moving the needle forward. Um, and it's been a lot of hard work and a lot of people uh, investing in us. And we have to keep it up. Like it, it doesn't stop. We have to keep it up until we get to the point where lifespan is equal or more than a typical person, right? So why should I be satisfied with 60? Why shouldn't Sophia's lifespan simply be what it is for any American? And then unfortunately, you know, again, so much good in the lives of our children and not just global, but a lot of other organizations, including local Down syndrome organizations that are doing a great job. But, um, Wow, that last 20 years of life between 40 and 60, for a lot of our adults, it's riddled with medical issues that heretofore, we don't know the prevalence of. We don't know if the treatment's the same as with typical people. And what we're finding is it's not in some cases. And we're bringing to bear the different kinds of treatments that actually work for our adults versus what you might do for a typical person, which might make it worse. So wanna, this wanna, is the exciting part of what I we do. Get, we can see a tangible difference. Right. I yeah. want to get into all that. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me take it in this order. Yeah. For, for those people yeah. who are just starting off on this journey. Sure. I mean, I, I look at my life with, with, with Chance. And yes. he, he's part. He's the fraternity brother I yeah. never had. And um, um, he infuses my life with purpose. Um, and while his life expectancy is growing, mine is shrinking because he's He's going to break me. I mean, I mean, he's just going to jump on me one day, and, and it'll be a quick death, but it's going to be great. Um, okay. <laughs> he's just death a by chance. Death by chance. I mean, it's just, <laughs> he's going to snap a vertebrae, and that's it's going to be over. It'll be it'll be it'll be terrific. But for those people mm -hmm. who are now getting the diagnosis, yeah, um, I, you go to you, you go to Iceland or Greenland, and they go Denmark. To, <clears throat> the problem's done. Yeah. We have solved yeah. Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. It is not an issue in, in these nations. Okay. They have solved it. It is, you know, unlike what you're trying to do, it is 
done yeah. because it's 100% uh, aborted. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, it's done. They say, well, we're a small country. Yeah. You know, and therefore, <laughs> we're, we're a small country. Is that little, what they say? We're a small little, little country. country. We can't afford, we can't afford <laughs> yeah. you know, mm -hmm. to take care of, of people with Down syndrome. So we're just, you know, it, it's, it's done. And so... Um, so how, so how is it in, in, in the U.S.? So for us, you know, first of all, we had to battle some of that attitude in the scientific community. Earlier, better detection will solve the problem, right? But it's really important for us as the Global Down Syndrome Foundation that we're not pro-life, we're not pro-choice, we're pro-information. And you're, 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 not, you're not there preaching. But, you're yeah. not there preaching. Yeah, but but it's very important. Not, you're not not a pro-life organization. You're not there no, to we're, say we are. Like we have this big tent, and it's beautiful because when we go to D.C., we see Democrats and Republicans getting along, and being civil, and really helping us, and helping so many people with different conditions, not just Down syndrome. So we get to work with the labor HHS people, and we have people like uh, Congresswoman Deloro and Congressman Cole. And really being respectful, really, they have differences, but they get together. So we see a different DC than I think a lot of people do, and I feel like we're lucky. We have uh, the wonderful uh, chair of Energy Commerce, Congresswoman uh, Kathy McMorris Rogers, who has um, a son, Cole, our ambassador with Down syndrome. Her and um, Congresswoman Rosa Delora often talk about how they wouldn't be friends if it wasn't for people with Down syndrome that brought them together, right? So like, this is this is what we're here for. We're, un people with Down syndrome unite people. And so, so in DC, it's been a really wonderful journey where we were able to present to the Labor HHS um, Subappropriations Committee the fact that we were the least funded genetic condition by the National Institutes of Health. We had a hearing, Frank Stevens, this is all his great history, testified for five minutes, first and only standing ovation, a million views that night, 200 plus million views today, right? So we're talking major, major um, transformative. And then we moved from then what was 37 million. And to give you context, autism was at 200 plus million at that, in that same year to that very next year because of that testimony, because we created a inclusive program for people with Down syndrome through all the NIH institutes, today we're at 130 million. Big difference, big difference. And when Sophia was born, it was around 14 million. Wow. Right, so like look at what's happening because of Global's advocacy, which has congressional champions, now we have NIH champions, right? And then the grassroots are families and our self-advocates. I guess the point for right? me being that yeah. you get the diagnosis yeah. sooner. Yes. Get it in yeah. utero. And yes. you know, for me, you know, we weren't too sure what it was and it's like, oh, life is over, this is terrible. It's sure. Like, all right, wait a minute. There's more information. Yes. You know, and whichever decide, whichever way you want to decide, fine. But there's more information. Yes. It's a different world out there. There yes. are different information. Yeah. It's not what I thought it was going to be by a long shot. Right. Well, I was told that my daughter would die. I, I found out in utero. Right. Right. I found out when I was pregnant that, so when I was about 19 weeks, I had an amnio. And I was told by the amnio doctor that Sophia wouldn't live beyond three. So like, think about weighing that. And so for us at Global, and me personally, right, it's like where we draw the line is we are fiercely anti-eugenics. 
So, right, you may not be practicing eugenics, but these countries have a eugenic framework where they're being coercive. And if you as a strong woman are being provided inaccurate information about lifespan and ever, you know, like, th then we, then we have issues. a situation after yeah, yeah. losing a child yeah. to a cancer that had, as it turned out, a spontaneous genetic mutation to it, yeah. and she would have died eventually. It's like, mm -hmm. well, if I knew that in utero, would I have saved her the pain and suffering? Yeah. And, you know, and terminated yeah. the pregnancy. And there's, yeah. there's a parental thing of, well, as a parent, and you can save the pain and suffering, you know, if it's a moral issue, I would gladly go to hell, uh, you know, uh, afterwards to save yeah. the pain and suffering. And so you're 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 weighing these issues, yeah, yeah. but you need the information. And yeah. global Down syndrome does yes. that. All right, and then going forward, yes, you're getting more and more information, more and more science. Yes. And so, so uh, exciting. It is exciting. So let's let's get get to that. I, I would love to talk about the education, the fights during yeah. during uh, that I've had during chances. Yeah education through public school and the things yeah. he did get, the things he did not get during yes. during COVID. But let, let's jump to the to the science part because that's yeah. where, where you guys really uh, mm -hmm. succeed. It blows my mind yeah. that kids with Down syndrome don't really get cancer that much. Solid tumors, yeah. They leukemia, don't? certain leukemias yeah. are up, but solid tumors, extraordinarily rare. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, awesome. Yeah. But I stay up at night thinking about uh, my son having uh, Alzheimer's and other uh, uh, things like that as he gets older because there was not a chance when he was, when he was born, it's like, I'm going to outlive another child. That, that weighed on me heavily. Yeah. And now I'm, what's weighing heavily on me is, my God, my son who is incapable of caring for himself fully mm -hmm. um, um, is going to outlive me and who's going to take care of him. And if he has early onset Alzheimer's, which yeah. seems to be a lot more prevalent, yeah. people with Down syndrome. 40s and 50s. Yeah. 40s and 50s. Age adjusted. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen? So why is it that people with uh, Down syndrome seem to have a higher, mm -hmm. higher yeah. uh, level of this? Yeah. And, and by what by, and by this, what level of that is This it? is why Global came into existence, right? We were just like, oh, when it comes to education, post-secondary, we're in the same boat as other people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, right? right? But when it comes to research and medical care, we had been starved. Three copies of chromosome 21 instead of two, which is what Down syndrome is, creates a radically different disease spectrum where we're way up and all sorts of life-threatening diseases like Alzheimer's, autoimmunity, and certain leukemias, and we're way down in terms of solid tumors, certain kinds of stroke, and certain types of heart attack. So why shouldn't we be studying them not just to improve their lives? And hey, we draw the line there. Like, that's our first priority. But gosh, if we help, you know, 60% of other Americans who die from the diseases that they're up or down in, wouldn't that be great? And that's what's working for us. And so our advocacy that created this INCLUDE project at the National Institutes of Health now is funding all sorts of Down syndrome research. We have 11 clinical trials. We had almost none before. So clinical trials just where you've advanced the research where now you can try a treatment or a therapy or a drug and see if it works in people with Down syndrome. We didn't have that. In fact, we're excluded 
from even Alzheimer's. Like we had a big issue that just came up. The anniversary was the seventh where they tried to say people with Down syndrome can't be in the clinical trials for Alzheimer's research. Um, so that was for, you know, in Medicaid, there was Medicaid and Medicare involved there. So we fought them and then had them change that. But anyway, now we have 11. Of, of the 11 clinical trials, um, the Cernic Institute and Global have four. Two Alzheimer's, and the Alzheimer's is amazing. Dr. Huntington Potter, his um, leukine clinical trial, it's the only one for typical people. And now we're working on people with Down syndrome taking this drug too, um, that it has improved all three biomarkers of um, Alzheimer's and uh, actually improved dementia. So again, small group of people, now we're expanding it with NIH grants and funding. We have um, the autoimmune disease, so the interferon, you know, the discovery that we made in 2016. We can categorize Down syndrome as an immune system disorder, right? There is a drug called, a class of drugs called JAK inhibitors that bring the overactive, crazy overactive immune system of people with Down syndrome to normal. So in typical people, your immune system, this certain interferon pathway, turns on when we fight infection and virus and then turns off. In people with Down syndrome, it's on 24-7 from birth to death, taxing the immune system. So why don't we get solid tumors? That could help explain it. Why do we get dementia and cognition problems? That could help explain it. Why do we have autoimmune disorders? That could, it can help explain a lot There's of different chances things. chances that yeah. our kids get Alzheimer's well, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they I mean, say they what? say it's about seventy percent. Think about that. Seventy. Uh, yeah. No, it's that, a that is huge, terrifying to me. Huge number, and that's why these drugs are so important. So, what we're fighting for is that the Alzheimer's community and the research includes people with Down syndrome. So that's a fight we still fight, battle by battle by battle. Right. Seventy percent. Then we are actually looking at our own kind of drugs right. and our own clinical trials that are for both typical people and people with Down syndrome. And so that's really exciting. And then the autoimmune, the interferon with the JAK inhibitor, we are seeing dramatic improvement in psoriatic arthritis, which unfortunately is a big thing, in um, alopecia areata, which is a big thing, and um, also in the boils. The boils are really terrible. So great improvement there. So again, we're kind of block and tackling and addressing these medical issues, but we're also learning about the system's biology How that can help everything. Yeah. Is it yeah. that the same medical progress yeah. that has made it so that we yes. are the, really among the first generation that might outlive our children who have Down syndrome? They'll outlive us. That they will. I'm sorry. Yeah. That they yes. will outlive yes. us. Exactly. Because of these medical advancements, are the same reason that they will have these terrible chances of having uh, uh, these problems yeah. because of well, that. But, but it's it not that because the reason that they're living longer, so what got them to 28 to like 50 like in a second? Living from 28 to living to 50. They, they, they weren't put in institutions where they literally were put in a cell and a street jacket and hot, like and just like right. they, they didn't even have bathrooms like you know they lived tragic abused you know like oh oh wow you know women with Down syndrome are getting pregnant in the institutions I wonder how like right. the the mind boggles like I, I feel like books should be written about the travesty in the United States that happened to this population and you know Willowbrook was only you know, Willowbrook was just closed down you know uh, in the early 90s so it wasn't that long ago. So if you don't have medical care and 50% of our kids have congenital heart and you're not allowed to get it, you're going to die. And so I don't think there was any kind of 
magic pill or great, amazing research. There was just access to some basic medical and being in your own home. That Open heart surgery life. for for a three week old yeah, yeah. is is pretty magnificent yeah, technology. Yeah. yeah, and that's been around for about twenty years, right? And so, by the way, my retirement yeah. plan. Yeah. Since I've I believe I've always had Alzheimer's because yeah. I can't remember anything. So my, my plan is that yeah. Chance and I are going to share a room in the memory wing someplace. And yeah. it's it's yeah. going to be awesome. So we're going to have well, a good time. Well, and, and that, we're also looking at that. I mean, we're looking at mood dysregulation and uh, Down syndrome and autism. And we're looking at executive function um, and uh, depression. There's a lot of people, oh, yeah. happy kid. You know, not so much. You know, the adults. And how do we even treat them? So the mental health thing is something we're at the forefront of. And um, at the Children's Hospital Colorado, we have a weekly, the only um, medical center that has a weekly clinic for been, mental health. This has been my observation. Yeah. Yes. And tell me if I've, I yeah. could be so off on this one. Yeah. But it seems there's such a huge scale of like intellectual, a spectrum. Of spectrum. A spectrum, a huge yeah. spectrum of yeah. intellectual ability among uh, those with Down syndrome. Yeah. You know, so there are some who, you know, are still kind of in diapers, and there's some who are driving cars mm -hmm. and going to college classes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just an amazing spectrum. Yes. It seems to me that those on the higher end of the spectrum mm -hmm. seem to suffer from depression more mm -hmm. in that they, they, they know they're, uh, they seem to know that they're missing out on things. They mm -hmm. see their friends moving on in places. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I wonder sometimes if yeah. I'm really blessed because my son yeah. seems to be kind of in that middle spot yeah. where he he's you know he can take care of himself in a lot of ways. He can't read, he can't write, he mm -hmm. has a hard time speaking sometimes. Mm -hmm. But you know, right now he's just yeah. so yeah. happy right now. Yeah. Well, and that, but, that but, could change. But you know, I was going to say, you know, uh, that's your, your maybe that's your super dad powers, and you know, maybe that's who he is as a person. I think. People with Down syndrome are not dissimilar to typical yeah. people. Like there's a whole spectrum of typical people too. and personalities and people who are happier or more sad or who are more influenced I've by their environment. So, girls yeah. tend to be more depressed, those who have Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's also because girls are smarter than boys all <laughs> the time anyway. But we'll leave I don't know. It. Let me talk yeah. about the socialization aspect yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. For my son. Yes. It is when he is with his peers yes. that his intellect has grown by leaps yeah, and bounds. Absolutely. Not when he's been with a specialist. Inclusion. Yes, when Real he inclusion. when he was yeah. in school with his buddies, people yeah. his own age. And it's gotten harder as he's gotten older because yeah. he's not with his guy friends as mm. much. He's with girls, which is great, yeah. Yeah. but it's harder to be with guys because guys exactly. are off doing guy stuff. Yeah. Um, He's now graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Not really graduated, but kind yes. of graduated. Oh, he is graduated. Yeah. Well, he hasn't got hey. a certificate. Hey. But he's going through My a transition. My mom barely spoke English and she graduated from <laughs> high school. She was Italian. She came over. <laughs> Talk My about dad. Right. Yeah. He can't even read and he's graduated. Yeah, yeah. Talk about grade hey, inflation. Hey, yeah. Okay. But, um, <laughs> My mom's I, Italian, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And I wonder about, you know, he had the grade school experience, the middle school experience. Kind of had a bit of a high school experience. I'm yeah. so glad. I've always thought, man, I wish he had a kind of a college experience. Yeah. You know, I, you know to, because that's such a, I don't remember anything from classes. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember chasing girls. I remember, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, hanging out with roommates. I remember some parties. parties. I remember the yeah. social aspect of going to college. I sure. Like, man, this 
this boy, yeah. any guy, this boy would love that. Yeah. And I think about it, and I know you've been involved yeah. in trying to help kids with Down syndrome sure. have that. I'm sure. really curious. Yeah. What are you doing with Regis with oh, this? Yeah, we're so excited. So this, we're Thai. There, there were two uh, Jesuit Catholic universities who tie for the first uh, having a um, collegiate post-secondary program for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And Regis is one of them. And it's the Global Inclusive Program at Regis. And it just started the first semester. And yes, my daughter is one of the guinea pigs uh, going through um, the first class at the Global Inclusive. There are five kids, uh, students, and they're not kids. They're not, not like, kids. Don't, don't say that. They're college <laughs> students, five college students. Um, and it's going great. And, and of course, you know, Regis, they are the best students and kids, you know, I do call them kids, but um, we already yeah, had a, we already had the Dare to Play soccer camp with the um, men's uh, uh, soccer team. And, you know, I guess maybe it's the, the Jesuit kind of environment, but they are up for service and equality and inclusion. Amazing. And the new president, um, Salvador Aceves, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, um, but he is fabulous. He's all bought in. And we have this wonderful provost um, that was tapped from DU who holds lots of grants uh, in terms of, uh, so she came from, she was a department chair at DU of education. So one of those rare people who have a special ed background, but general ed as well. Um, and she helped craft this whole program. And then she brought over Janine Coleman who's running it. So we have some of the best minds and implementers doing the program and Creighton, um, Loyola, Marymount, and um, one other one, Gonzaga, they're looking. So it could be the first scalable thing we, we do where we can get a lot of other Catholic schools uh, to join us. And then can we do what like Dr. Joaquin Espinosa did? Do you think it has to be a at, Catholic thing or do you think it could happen I in think, state schools? I think, oh yeah, no, I think, I think our idea is start with the um, Jesuit Catholic schools, you know, there are 28 of them, and see how many we can get. And can we do what Dr. Espinosa did on the science side? He created with an NIH grant, a data coordinating center. So then they can go into the leukemia children's um, bioregistry and pull out all the people with Down syndrome, see what's happening. Start doing that research, right? Can we look at what is actually working in terms of that spectrum of ability of people with IDD in terms of education. IDD. Oh, sorry, intellectual and developmental disabilities, right? So can we be a data hub with all the other universities? And then we can add in every university that is, you know, has a certain number of students uh, into that kind of data network and start being more evidence-based in how we do programs and education for people with Down syndrome, people with other intellectual and developmental disabilities. We have three tiers at Regis that were really thought through. One is a certain amount of classes, which is, you know, four. <clears throat> then another is eight classes, which is a full load. And then another tier is the eight classes and you do the dorms. And there is one student who is very successful um, and she's in the dorms. And she was going to come home on Saturdays, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. And it's just wonderful because every Friday she says to her parents, like, nope, 
I got some social stuff going on. I'll come home tomorrow. And she oh. comes home on Saturday, right? Oh. So again, you know, we're, we're hoping Sophia could get to that place. Regis is a small school. Right. And it also has a kind of gated um, dorm community. Yeah. So, you know, one of our big things is also safety. Yeah. Let's face it, our our kids and adults are much more at risk for, unfortunately, all sorts of abuse. Uh, the numbers are mind-boggling. So, you know, can we have it safe? And so far, I look at Sophia, she loves it. She gets sports, she gets social, she gets some independence from us, um, and she gets some really great learning. And then we have this wonderful grant that we just got. No, I say we, Regis University uh, got this beautiful grant for about 350000 to spend all on scholarship and to everything. So, you know, the next five uh, students that they recruit, you know, they're looking to underwrite mostly everything for them. You know, it's funny how... And out of state, too. Yeah. It's funny how, yeah. how much we want our kids to have these yeah. very basic experiences. Yes. For instance, uh, during spring break, my son went off for three nights alone mm -hmm. to go skiing. Not alone, but with, yes, with yes. without parents. Yes. No parents. Yeah. John, no. I'm, yeah, I, yeah. For, for about two years, I was called yeah. father, which was the coolest thing. And yeah. then one night, I was called John. 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 <laughs> oh, maybe father again. And he said, okay, father, John. <laughs> and, but it was because he's got yeah. this community. And so it was a bunch of, of, of special needs kids. Yes. And um, some of the folks who take care and bring them into these activities. And they went up to Steamboat which he couldn't do for a long time because of his heart condition. He can't go to altitude, but finally got the okay. Great. And you know, and he, and he went inner tubing and kind of yeah. went skiing, and, yeah. but he went off and did something yeah. that most Colorado kids could do, was just spend yeah. a night or two away from the old man. And you know, it's just like, this was, I never thought he would have this experience. Yeah. And so um, I, I don't think my son is gonna go off and, and get a JD and become a lawyer. But for him to go... It's okay. We have a lot of those. Yeah, exactly. The last thing we need is another lawyer. But but for him to, to, to spend some time in a dorm, yeah. you know, and right. to, to be on a college campus. Yeah. But the fear you have, because mm. Mm. I mean, yeah. I've walked down the street and I've seen homeless guys try to take them. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. is terrifying because yeah. he will go. Yeah. You know, he'll just you know, he'll right. walk up, they'll take him and walk off with right. him. And if you're not there to stop it, mm -hmm. that's that. Yeah. They are remarkably, yeah. remarkably vulnerable. Well, and that's why I love this tiered approach that um, the Regis University program has used kind of best practices, you know, in terms of teaching all people and people with intellectual and developmental disabilities as well. And so, you know, a lot more supports in tier one, less right. supports, and then, and, and it's fine. And so the next horizon beyond the big, huge dream of being the data hub and having it evidence-based is how do then we create majors and then get mm. more vocational? You know, I, I think it's important to pause and say, you know, 60% of Americans don't go to college, right? Or graduate from college. Like a lot of people don't, right? But most of them are gonna try or have jobs, yep. right? And so, you know, there is a great vocational training kind of spirit in the United States. I think there are lots of great um, uh, industries that give great training and you can learn how to be a, an engineer or this or that or a technician. And so how do we kind of bring that wonderful 
you know, get to work spirit that the U.S. has to our program and make it a major that has some vocational outreach so that then we can go to the next level me, and see if they, can, about that, they is, can have jobs. This is right? what's been so interesting for me. Right. I was so worried yeah. when it was time for Chance to go to school. Yeah. And I wanted him to be mainstreamed yeah. to some part because I knew the socialization would be good for him. But I really had a hang up that he would slow down the class, mm -hmm. that he would be an impediment to other kids learning. And this, I was like, I don't want, I don't want him to slow down other kids' ability to go learn things. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, 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 he's going to help other kids. I heard. I yep. said, What liberal crap! <laughs> I don't. I, no, listen, yeah. you know, don't give me that. Yeah, I'm a cynic. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't need that crap. And but yeah. the more I spent time yeah. in the schools, yeah, and the more I saw how kids interacted with him. Listen, I, I don't learn too quick. Okay. Yeah. But. I really found out. Is that an Italian accent? With no, the... that was New York. Okay, I was right, like, so, okay. Yeah, right. I know my, we'll talk later. Um, okay. But really, when people were around Chance, yeah. he brought something to yes. the table. Yes, he did. That He does. Yeah, yeah, that helped them. And people wanted to be with him. And he brought something else. And they brought something else. And some magic happened. Yeah. I was really surprised how much they learned mm -hmm. from Chance that he wasn't, yeah, sometimes he was he was a draw. Mm -hmm. And then so a lot of times he was a plus. But on average, he really helped spur things along. Right, right. And as do typical students. Like, you know, everybody, oh, not when I was in school. everybody's a mixed bag, right? Where, you but know. In the, in the, yeah. in the workplace, I yeah. guess this is what really got me. Yeah. Is now that he's in a transition program. For and like an hour a week or something, he yeah. goes goes to a hardware store yeah. in Boulder, and he goes to a restaurant. Awesome. And, and I, uh, I said, "What's the best part of the job?" You know what the best part is? Vest, John. Vest. He wears <laughs> to wear the green vest. What'd you do? He goes, he goes clean table. He yeah, like, yeah. He goes, yeah. And the pride. Oh yeah. my God! And I'm thinking about all these people who are mm -hmm. on the dole. They don't want to work. They're getting, mm -hmm. you know. All these people who refuse to work, and to see the pride that beams through this man's sure. eyes—it yeah. it gives me chills. Yeah. And and to see that the people who work around him—they yes. go, "This makes me want to work." Sure. You know, and, and it just—it feeds. It's it's hard to see him working, and anybody who's having a bad day—they they really have a hard time. You know, it's like, sure. Oh. Yeah, my little problem is not a problem. Look at him. Yeah, and yeah. everything goes. Getting people like our kids from the back room where maybe before they stuffed envelopes mm -hmm. to the front of house, yeah. that's my goal. That's yeah. what I want to see. Yeah. And that's where I think what you're trying to, trying to do with this as well. Yeah. No, we're so excited about the Regis Global Inclusive Program. But again, it's kind of baby steps. But we will move it towards then that major with vocational underpinnings and then see it's just like any kind of really collegiate programs. You know, you think about DSST has done locally and taking, uh, the uh, Denver School of Science and right. Technology, you know, really the first to have a whole class go to a four year college and then, you know, um, really starting with overwhelming majority of students 
that they were first time go to college right. students. But yeah, these are the kinds of like those great success stories. And it's just like same kind of thing. Like how do you put your shoulder into it and give these students the support where we are not just helping them apply to college, go to college, but then have some sort of livelihood and career that they can be proud of. And in our case, with our children and our adults, also um, be safe, right? You know, I think safety just is such a big issue. Frankly, you know, like you think of females in general, they, they, those that's statistics why, are really scary. That's too. why like, Chance carries a gun. And yeah, no, he welfare. should. Yeah. I think I think he's, he's not a know, good shot. You know, open. Yeah. You know, like I he think opens it, carries. Yeah, yes, of of course. Yeah. You know, not, he should take it to school, to church, yeah. Er, yeah. everywhere. He's he not goes. a good yeah. shot, but he takes a lot of shots, so <laughs> okay. that that works. Okay. So, all right. Most organizations do something like, we need to raise money. Let's have our annual dinner. Yes. All right. Um, so you have an annual. Guilty as charged. We have, do have annual annuals. Yeah, you have an annual yeah. dinner. Your annual yeah. dinner is something like I have never seen before. <laughs> All right. So yeah. um, explain this for those who have never un understood it. What, what's so great about this is you flip the tables. Yeah. You just completely flipped the tables. Yeah. You get some of the most beautiful people I've ever seen. Famous. You get the models. Yeah. You get the hottest models ever. Yeah. And you get them from right here in Denver. Yeah. Well, actually, um, we get them from all over the world. We even oh, had true. models from oh, India and, um, gosh. Um, oh, that's right. I forget. Please? I forgot. I saw. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I yeah. remember in England, the airport. I remember London. in the airport. I, yeah. I came in once, and there Spain. were. Yeah. I was on an air airplane, and there were, um, there were several people with several. No, there were several yeah. people with Down syndrome. Oh, and I was like, "What are you doing here? What are you yeah. doing here?" And she said, "Oh, I'm in the fashion show. Yeah. And with, yeah. I'm in the fashion show. I'm in the fashion show. Tell us, tell us about it. Yeah, and so we have uh, models with Down syndrome." Uh, that uh, it's it's the hardest thing we do that audition we just had the audition and um, it just fills up in 20 minutes and then we have to choose from like 70 people who filled it up in 20 minutes we have to choose 20 <laughs> yeah but we do have a promise if like you try out three times the fourth time you get in you know uh, free so to speak um, and I think you know the auditions are tough because it's not just that you've got spunk and pizzazz right. and amazing but then of course you know like it can't all be female so we have to have some guys and then it can't all be wet people so we have to have some diversity then it can't all be like little kids between like 10 and 12 it has to have like so that the you know we have to have adults and so when you think about then the segments we're going after you know yeah, that's, why that's a fashion why. show tell me yeah. why a fashion show oh my show. gosh you know because we're putting the paradigm on its head like I'm a product of being an old lady. So when I was growing up, <laughs> seriously, I wasn't an old lady before, but it just kind of happened. When did that happen? I know, when did it happen? And so um, when I was growing up, people were institutionalized. I didn't see anybody in my high school who had Down syndrome. I don't know where they put them. Terrible. I, no, I did. Terrible. I did. Where did they put them? I saw people. Uh, in New Jersey. I was in New Jersey. I, I, went, I went to a school in Littleton. I, went, I remember yeah. going to high school. And they would come on the small bus. And oh. you saw them kind of come in, yeah. Yeah, we didn't and they that. went into this windowless room. Oh, and at the end of the day, they yeah. came out of this windowless room into a small bus, and they disappeared. Yeah, they never knew their name, never no. knew what they did, no, never knew anything. Terrible. And they were just there. They go. Yeah, yeah. 
And there they came, yeah. and you made some jokes, yeah. and they weren't people. So, and also, you know, a lot of times they were in some institution. Right. They were given hand, you know, thrift. We and back then there wasn't cool thrift, right? right? They were given clothes that didn't fit them, haircuts that didn't fit them. You know, um, also there wasn't a good um, therapy, early intervention. So a lot of times you did have, and I think this is fine to have it, but it, it is something that is a challenge in terms of socialization in terms of your tongue hanging out. Yeah. So the poster child of a person with Down syndrome when I grew up, you know, was something that would have been quote unquote unattractive right. um, to the main uh, mainstay um, general population. So we feel that our kids and adults are gorgeous and that they can dress to the nines and have good haircuts and, and be models just like anybody else. And so that's why we kind of put the paradigm on its head. And then we went one step further because we wanted celebrities at the highest level to kind of be their accompaniment uh, and walk down the runway with them, showing that they're that good. They're at that level. And so um, it worked. You know, um, I went to a lot of events before we came up with this idea. I came up with it with my mom because she likes to dress everybody like she's like if she saw me today she'll see this and be like why are you wearing that what's your hair what's it very italian but um so this kind of turning the paradigm has really worked and when you come to our event it's not enough to say it's inspirational because that just sounds quaint or whatever but it's electric right you're in that room and you have like spontaneous standing ovations people are just so excited to be there and they're very respectful, even though they're drinking, because um, when the people with Down syndrome talk or the other awardees, right. you can hear pin drop, and there are 1,400 people in the right. room. I mean, it's an amazing event. We're well, very proud of it. It's called the Be Beautiful, the Be Yourself Fashion Show. Here's the thing. We've all gone to these annual dinners for yes. great events. Yes, great events. For great events. Yeah. And they're boring, and they're awful. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. no, no, they, yeah. We've all been there. We've some all been them, there. Some of them maybe. You know, yes, yes. Oh, this is a great event, honey. Uh, but <laughs> going going to the fashion show, yeah. it's just so wonderful. And I've always yeah. been so humbled to go. And yeah. and uh, it's just been terrific. And you meet yeah. the most wonderful folks. Yes. But, but the fashion show idea yeah. was Thank inspired. You. Thank and you. And you could see it not yeah. just in the models that go up there. But because you have people working the event who have yes. Down syndrome, yes, and you can see it in their yeah. eyes, just yeah. like when I was mentioning how Chance, when he goes yes. to work, even for an hour, yeah. you see them infused with purpose, yeah, and it, it just it it bowls you over. And we were lucky because you know um, Quincy Jones is a dear friend yeah. of my dad's, and so we every year have the Quincy Jones Exceptional Advocacy Award that we give to. A sports or Hollywood celebrity, and we give to a person with Down syndrome. Now, somebody sometimes the person with Down syndrome is the Hollywood celebrity because we're at that point now, yeah. which is really exciting. Um, but that's really wonderful. And you know, I, um, Colin Farrell, you know, was just at the Oscars, and you know, we've been tweeting out stuff. I mean, tremendous his ex uh, um, acceptance speech. You know, John C. McGinley, Beverly Johnson. Of course, Quincy Jones himself, Jamie Foxx, uh, you know, and yeah. our hearts go out to DeAndra, and we're really working on that kind of, um, you know, why is there a lifespan difference in blacks and African Americans? Because unfortunately, she did yeah. die. And she came, um, this was, for those who don't know, Jamie Foxx's sister, it's who would so come every year, and she passed yeah. away recently. And not only did she come to our event, 
she traveled with us to two or three conferences and spoke every year. I, I don't think there was an adult was with Down too. syndrome that I was closer to. I learned so much from her. And, you know, I mean, the, our core team at Global, we were kind of basket cases for uh, certainly when it happened and for the for two years. I mean, we just couldn't even talk about it. How old was she when she died? 36. Why is it that African-Americans with Down syndrome die earlier? Do we know? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, there are a couple of papers that indicate that the um, discrepancy could be as much as 36 versus 60, but really nothing has been done to really understand. And, and, it, and it's yeah. not a socioeconomic thing if it's, you know, you're talking about Jamie Foxx's yeah. sister. It's not yeah. like she was yeah. wanting for no. services. No, but I think it's, you know, again, I, I'm just, I don't know. It's like, I, I work hard. I feel like you know, sometimes people say, give me a compliment. I'm like, if I was most, so smart, why do I have to work a 17-hour day? If I, yeah. if I were smart, I'd be having somebody else paint that fence. Um, but um, it just seems kind of logical to me. Like, what are the differences between African-American blacks and Caucasians in health in typical population, right? right? You know, heart, whatever. And then could we start to look at if that is different and is the heart issue, is the obesity issue, is the diabetes issue, is that different? in African-Americans and black people who have down, like, is that what's doing it? Is it environmental as well? You know, probably it's both, but until we have some answers, and I think it would take three or four years of just, you know, kind of not that much funding for for NIH anyway, um, to kind of get to the bottom of it. The challenge would be, even if we had the money, how do we galvanize a community that has been pretty burnt by research and government and <clears throat> kind of get them, you know, to really want to do this and be involved. I think we have all sorts of challenges. So we have some great people uh, who uh, obviously are African-American or black um, that we're getting together for um, certain kind of advisory committees to help us um, spearhead the work we want to do and make a difference. Like once we know, even a little bit, we can have a plan. That's what we're good at and then start addressing that and improving it. Here's the uncomfortable question. <laughs> so, young lady, <laughs> at the fashion show, you used to have a lot of good Bronco players there to Yay. help do that. Yeah. How did the Broncos really suck? Um, do they? Yes. So, uh, the, but, how many But how it many hasn't Broncos? started. How yeah. can you see that? We got a new coach, don't we? <laughs> we always have a new coach. <laughs> Vaughn Miller is at another team. He would always show up with those with the, the great leather him. jackets and everything I else. So you yeah. still gonna have a lot of Bronco players come to? You know, we've only had two or three out of the fourteen fashion shows have the Broncos because it was a bye week. I mean, it's really hard, you to know, get the Bronco when, players to out. get the Broncos. Because Vaughn Miller was always because, a great supporter because they, it, when they were available, yeah. they they came. But I think the problem is if they're at a game. Right, it has to be a bye week or a home game, or, and it has to be some other day. I'm not good at football, but anyway. Um, so I don't play your sports game. Yeah, I don't play but, your sports ball. But Brandon McManus has like just been this guy for us for forever, and actually Peyton Manning has continued to be, you know, very um, supportive of our work. Uh, you know, it's hard. You know, I think with COVID, we kind of lost touch with some of these players, um, but they were wonderful, and I'm sure we'll, you know, reconnect with them. And um, actually. You know, the 49 like John Lynch was just our Quincy Jones Exceptional Advocacy Award winner um, during COVID. 
virtually. Um, so, you know, we, we love the 49ers, we love the Broncos. There's a, a guy who plays for the Rams who puts us on his helmet. There are people who put them on, put us on their cleats. And I was just saying, like, wow, like we should get like this sports advisory committee together and start uh, showcasing. I, I think we can do a magazine issue of all the sports folks who have kids or relatives with Down syndrome. You know, the, there are a the, lot of us. One of the great things about Down syndrome, yeah. now that it's no longer institutionalized. Yes. Now that people, you know, this is not a perfect, this is not a perfect Wait. analogy. Okay. But, oh gosh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got to prepare myself. Right, right, right. No, <laughs> it was it was interesting that when the gay movement came out of the closet, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, wait, wait a minute, my my cousin, you know, like this, but my brother's gay, and right, he's married, like, right, and he has a beautiful right. son from yeah, Vietnam. It's like, oh my god, and you know, yeah, that he adopted. You know, my, when my my parents were like, oh yeah, this person's gay and that person's gay, and we have these, like, yeah. Mom, you you're cool with this, yeah. you know you you. Know, um, now that there are so many people with Down syndrome yeah. who are now being socialized, oh, and gosh. they're included, you can see them at school, at your work, they're that, your colleagues and your colleagues and your coworkers. And now, yeah. now the idea of finally integrating them into society, it becomes easier and better for us to find these answers to their to the ailments, yeah. find the answers, and for people who might not know these folks to accept them and go, oh, he has Down syndrome. Yeah. That's what it is. And to come out to the fashion show. Yeah. So if people want to get more information and yes. want to be there, where do they go? Oh, they go to our website, globaldownsyndrome.org. They can find, they can buy tickets, they can volunteer, they can buy tables, they can sponsor a model. You know, the sponsorships of the models is really important to us because we fly a lot of them out. Um, and um, it's really great. It's really wonderful. It's inspirational. And again, I think the celebrity lineups have been pretty wonderful. You know, we've had Helen Hunt and Laura Linney, and oh, we had Henry Winkler, who was like amazing. Oh, I missed that oh, one. Yeah. Oh, you had the Fonz? Yeah, he was amazing. He was a great guy. Yeah, yeah. You had the Fonz? We had the Fonz. You know, I yeah, uh, yeah. went through a pretty serious Fonzie stage back in uh, middle school. So. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, we had Laura Dern. We had a lot of Lauras. But, um, yeah, so, and they're all great people. I mean, we've been really lucky to get celebrities. Who How do you find them? Really, How do they? You know, some of them self-identify. Some of them come in through our other folks, you know, through John C. McGinley or through Jamie Foxx or through other people. Um, and then um, sports, it's just, it's usually local sports or they have a Down syndrome connection. You know, I, Wayne Gretzky is somebody that we've kind of communicated over the years because his brother-in-law, Ellen um, uh, Alda, he's a distant relative, I think, of mine. No, no, yeah. no, no, Hawk, not that Hawkeye. Oh, the other okay. Hawkeye in, uh, <laughs> See, uh, I'm an old lady. Yeah, I'm going to match. Old, match. I'm going to match Hawkeye. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, and actually, we've been sending him, you know, supportive social media. He was so fabulous when he came and walked down yes, the runway. He jumped up on the stage and started, he auctioned himself off. I mean, we didn't, we don't plan this, right? He jumped yeah, up. He took out that bow and arrow yeah. and started shooting yeah, and then apples he started off shooting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Incredible. But he auctioned off um, uh, going on the red carpet of his Marvel movie. And the family who went said it was the most amazing thing. He was the most gracious person, and he, he was telling all the other actors and people that the real hero was their little boy. 
I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. So, again, just like you said, chance kind of brings out, you know, the best in a lot of people. Let's face it, not everybody. But um, <laughs> but our kids really do bring out the best in most people and bring people together, you know, right and left, right? People from very diverse backgrounds and cultures. I do think that, though, in the U.S., we have it much better. I was just... I was at the UN speaking um, on World Down Syndrome Day, and some of the folks representing African countries were still talking about the problem of you know being kind of labeled as the devil, and that you know the mother would be kicked out of the village if she didn't leave the baby on a hill, and then essentially let the baby die. And then in their culture, it would be like, oh, see, the spirits took it away, but they know. You know, obviously the baby was just like killed by a wild animal or something. So I think we have what? our work. I know, I know. So, you know, one, you know, gosh, we want the U.S. to be the best, right? Um, and then we also want to help other countries in creating opportunities and in inclusive environments um, where, you know, people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and in our case, people with Down syndrome, you know, can really um, succeed, live healthy, happy, productive lives. All right, you just blew my mind on that last story. I'm going to leave it there. Yes. Give us that address again. People really yes. at least need to come to this uh, to oh, the fashion show. Absolutely, it's just so and we and we need support. Like every year, we're kind of you know raising funds and also raising awareness, and both are really important. Um, it's uh, globaldownsyndrome.org. org. And it's 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 a big lift. I mean, this it is a big lift. I've been. Putting on an event is huge, and this one I've never seen the likes of. I mean, it's yeah. just too many people doing too many things. Yeah. It's like uh, an annual dinner meets theater. Meets a red carpet, meets <laughs> Hollywood. It's, it's meets too much. Meets a lot of things, yeah. Michelle, yeah. thanks for everything you do for my son. Yeah. Uh, it's a personal thanks. Thank you for everything you do for so many, oh, right? No. I, Super I'm a lucky dad. Man. Super dad. Super dad. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah. a cleanup crew. I'm the entourage. Yeah, yeah. He's a star. Well, Soph. A chance. They're the reason that these things are happening and they themselves will be, you know, the action that leads to change, you know, beyond us. It's, it's fun. Yeah. You know, there's so many things. It's just fun. They're yeah. just fun people. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're easy. Be they're beautiful. Yeah. I think they're beautiful and they're brilliant. Uh, he's trouble. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a bad person. He's a bad, bad. <laughs> Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you so much. It's great. If you've enjoyed this episode of Devil's Advocate, I hope you'll share it with a friend. And I hope you'll subscribe and follow the show. We have new ones released weekly. Remember, this audio was taken from our TV show. To watch it, just search the letters IITV for Independence Institute TV on YouTube for this and many other great conversations. 